Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2020 film Promising Young Woman is a prov provocative film about a woman on a mission to avenge the rape of a classmate uh, when she was in college. Uh, joining us today is one of Australia's top models and uh, Playboy cover model, um, Jasmine um, Shojai. Um, Jasmine, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm honored. Um, now, I do want to mention um, a couple resources uh, up front. I know that there are a couple different crisis text lines. There is, uh, in the US, you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending upon where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, as they say. Uh, Jasmine, thank you for uh, being here today. Thank you. Um, now, the, the film Promising Young Woman, that has a, a very specific storyline, a very specific uh, narrative, and, and it obviously is, is a fictional story. However, what, what's not fictional and what's not uh, make-believe is the, the, the very real um, threat of something such as domestic violence and harassment and things things like that yes that's very true it's 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 very real and i think um more and more people are getting aware of it nowadays so um on one hand it's it's becoming less private in a way and more known um to you know wider society correct one of the and I, I just want, want to clarify for those listening um, at home, this is not a movie podcast. So a lot of the plot points and, and the storyline and whatnot will, will not really be discussed on, on, on this show. Um, one of the, many of the themes and um, whatnot uh, will be obviously, but, but not the movie it, itself. And one of the, one of the the the, the themes or, or uh, you know points of of the film in many ways is the notion of you know boys being boys and and that and that sort of thing and 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 that's something that it's you know it's just mind blowing that that sentiment is still out there you know the whole boys being boys kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's completely ridiculous in a way because you have all sorts of different people and people think differently, um, right? So what I'm trying to say is somebody's on like somebody's behavior will always be worse than someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that. So the thing is, a lot of people um, do need to be you know, face the consequences for their bad actions. So you can't just say like a, a phrase like that because it lets um, a lot of people, some worse than others, just get away with the most 
um, ridiculous or baddest things. And yeah, you know, you can't, ha- you just can't have a slogan like that because it just doesn't work. Um, people need to know when they're doing something wrong, especially when it's actually bad or dangerous. Oh, absolutely. And, and you had said a, a key word, um, consequence. And, and in this film, the, the consequence is she's more or less turning the tables on the, these men who will you know, be, be trying to uh, abuse them and, and, and take advantage of her. And um, I wanted to, to see what, um, what, what, what um, prompted your, um, your, your, your um, journey in, in, into, into this as far as um, wanting to raise awareness of it and, and whatnot. Well, I, I, um, I've, you know, come from a um, history of domestic violence myself. Um, it's now been quite a while, actually, pretty much five and a half years since I came out of domestic violence and I was living, actually living with my then boyfriend, um, who was obviously not very good at respecting me. And I mean that at a very bad level. So they're, they're, it was absolutely poor. They, they just, you know, I think they had issues within themselves, which is by the way, not an excuse, but, and they just didn't understand what respect was, I suppose. Um, and it sounds very innocent, but it isn't because, you know, I went through it. I went through domestic violence. I was mistreated by this person on different levels. And um, in the end, you know, um, at least from what I could see, um, it's funny because I was a lot younger back then. And if I were to, uh, if I were to go through the same thing now, I probably would have almost a more sharper understanding of it. But um what it seemed to me that yes he understood the consequences when he was indeed facing these authorities and being charged but on one hand I still felt he was like clueless to the whole scenario and what he did wrong and you know perhaps I'm right with that um but it's good because most people when they are (laughs) well, charged by police, you know, you do realize, oh, I've done something, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think there's still a part in some people who don't fully understand what's, what exactly they've done wrong and why and how, and all of that, you know, sort of in-depth analysis. So, you know, to put in perspective, I do hope, um, people like him, you know, years on, look back and think, oh, you know what, I really did, you know, A, B, C and D wrong. I should not have treated this woman or these women or even, you know, these men in the wrong way. And yeah, there there have been people like that, but I, you know, obviously that's not the same for everyone. Well, I, I, I am sorry to, to hear about this, and I, I'm, I'm very sorry that you that you you that that you um, went went through that. No worries. Like I, I definitely like look back and I think, wow, that made me a stronger person, um, and it made me more aware of 
I guess, of how life can be, but more in a positive way, more in, in, in an optimistic way, because I, I look back and I, I grew from that in a way. Mm-hmm. I became a stronger person and I realized what was right and what was wrong. And I realized that life in a way is a bit, you know, too short in the sense that a lot of things can happen to you. But in saying that, like, I think I grew, I would say most definitely, like it gave me more awareness, of course, and it gave me more maturity um, from going through something like that. And I think, ironically, that's what pushed me to become this stronger, more mature woman and look into doing other things. Um, And when I say other things, like look into doing things that were powerful and meaningful to myself. So that's how I kind of, you know, launched myself into the career of modeling. Um, It was like, I think six months later or so where I did my first um, photo shoot. So it was absolutely, you know, it was absolutely empowering in a way. Um, And I know a lot of people won't do that, but for me, it was like the complete opposite. Now, one of the, um, just just at the tip of my tongue, and I, and I forgot what I was going to ask. Don't you hate that when that happens where you're about to say something, and then as soon as you're about to say it, you forget what it was, that kind of thing? Yeah, that <laughs> uh, so, so I forgot what it was. Um, so yeah, well, there was a recurring theme in the film about the, the, the character um, not moving on, so to speak. And um, I wanted to um, ask you, 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 you're in the creative arts field and how, how has, um, how have things, uh, you know, been the, the past year with, with all the craziness going on with, um, with COVID and many of the, the, the restrictions, um, not just in, in the in the industry for for arts, but you know even you know restaurants, hospitality, et cetera, et cetera, even 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 you know travel, even um, you know retail, you know any you know and just down the line, so many different areas of daily life. Um, how 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 have you been the, the last year? Well. I've been very busy, I'll, I'll say that, because there were so many things that were, well, different and strenuous in their own ways, because I think it's fair to say everyone went through a very strenuous year trying to work through things and move forward. And, you know, I hate to say this, but, um, you know, this is why, you know, I, I would not watch TV 70% of the time. You know, I, I, I'm a bit more, um, I guess you could say from my previous experiences, I'm more of an optimistic thinker because I know from firsthand you cannot move forward from an event that's very terrible by thinking negative. It just doesn't work. Um, and from a business perspective, you know, I know, yeah, this is where it's ironic, COVID, COVID-19 really influenced, you know, businesses, obviously. But from a business perspective, you know, I, I, I couldn't move forward if I had all these distractions in place. 
So, you know what, I, I, I would not turn on the TV. If I wanted to know something, I would look it up. I would look at the government sites because there was too much white noise um, happening in the media and it was just not, it was not helpful. It didn't, you know, um, it didn't help. And funny enough, I'm glad I didn't because um, the, the really funny thing is they were talking about, oh yeah, this has happened, that has happened, you can't do this. Um, but, you know, one, I was able to do a photo shoot as early as, um, what was it, as early as June and it helped me kind of kicked off, kick off my career a bit more um, last year and even this year because, you know, the, the, the images were absolutely powerful. But, um, and you know what I mean? Like if I hadn't have done the research with my team to see how we could do certain things and travel to certain places, if we hadn't, if we just paid attention to all this background noise ha happening, we wouldn't have done that, you know? So th there's a difference between being productive and smart about things. And unfortunately, like anything to do with the media was just, it was just not that. <laughs> so like, I, I guess you'd say I was very focused last year. There were a lot of headaches, a lot of good times as well, of course. So we were really maneuvering around all of this white noise and looking at things that we could do um, because that's what I wanted. I was just like, well, I can't just sit here for one year and do nothing. Like that, that's just, um, it's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. And Australia, um, for the most part, not all the states, but where I was at least, was only in a full down, full sort of lockdown for maybe a maximum of three and a half months. Mm -hmm. Things were gradually reopening from there. So you could start to do things and you could plan ahead if you wanted to, because they did in some cases announce future plans, like when they were thinking this would open, when they were thinking other things would happen. So if you were somebody who obviously cared about your business or anything that you were doing, you'd be one of the people like us um, who would, you know, look online, look at the, the, the correct information and um, take the, the correct steps from there. So it was a very, very full on year. It really was because we were doing all of this on top of everyday life. Um, and it definitely, it wasn't impossible. It just took a lot of work. So um, looking back though, I don't regret any of it because I did my 11th and 12th appearance as a result in um, Playboy last year. So I scored my third Playboy cover and um, yeah, I did another feature as well in Playboy Croatia. So there was, um, there was a lot of things happening, but we, we basically pushed forward and, um, you know, produced results. Cool, cool. And, and I really, uh, and with what you're talking about, this is something that is, you know, and continues to be a, a recurring theme on the podcast, which is namely the, the, the healing and, and therapeutic uh, power of art, which is all of what you're, you're talking about in that. Um, have you had, have you had moments, and, and I know this might sound like a dumb question, but, but I, I'm wondering about this. Um, have you had moments when you're on, on a shoot and you talk with a photographer who's ever, you know, who's ever um, assigned and you, you look at their equipment they're using and you ask about 
the camera that you're using or, or different equipment. Do you ever um, get really inquisitive about about the um, the different tools and equipment and whatnot? Because it's not just the camera. People might not be aware of that because it's not just a camera. There's other uh, lenses and equipment and whatnot. Much not not in the same manner as a movie camera, but some similarities insofar as the lighting and and whatnot. Um, do you ever find yourself like, you know, being super inquisitive about, oh, what's this equipment for and what's this equipment? Do you ever find yourself in, in that in that place where you're just really curious about the different tools and equipments uh, on the shoots? Um, no, not really. Actually, okay, okay. Like, as a model, <laughs> like, you're, you're there to be professional and, and do your part. So I never, yeah. like, um, you know, speak out and ask these questions. Um, but I do, like, generally speaking, I am curious because you, you're right. There's so many things um, to consider, you know, and there's so many, there's so much um, advanced technology nowadays that really enable people to capture very, very powerful images. So I get what you mean. Yeah, because the the, the lighting, and, and I'm sure that there's some similarities for, for film versus, you know, moving pictures film as opposed to, you know, still photography. Um, lighting being the biggie, you know, if you're if you're shooting indoors versus shooting out, outdoors, there's a whole, you know, litany of considerations to take into account, you know, which, what time of day, what, what, what time is the sun going to set, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and again, that's probably just, just me because <laughs> I like, like super detailed as far as things like that. Um, but, but you, you, you but, but you, you're not the, the kind of person who would be, you know, talking with a photographer and, and figuring out their, the little, you know, details of that, but just kind of just, um, not concerning yourself with, with the, the minutia of that then. Yeah, yeah. No, usually okay, okay, I yeah. focus on my, um, yeah, on my part on being a model. Cool, cool. Well, um, what would you say for those who are in a, in a domestic um, situation where, where they are being, where they are being abused and, 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 and mistreated and, and disrespected? Um, what, would, what would you say for those who are, who are in, a, in a situation like that currently? First of all, you have to really believe and identify that you are being abused. A lot of victims like literally blame themselves, which is the wrong thing. Um, so you definitely don't want to do that. You want to be able to move forward, um, whatever that means. You know, for some people, you know, oh, you're the the volume just dropped mid sentence. Um, um, is it? Okay? Oh, oh, yeah, you're you're better now. It was it was only just mid sentence, but sound level's fine now. Okay, no, was, I'll start again anyway. So okay. people, you know, need to acknowledge and realize that they are being abused and they do not deserve what's happening to them. Um, I remember going to a counseling session with, you know, it was funny, with, with the, the ex-partner that time um, who I was having domestic violence with. And, um, you know, they said, they said to him, you know, people can do all sorts of things that could be annoying or could be, I don't know, 
you know, you may not like what someone's doing at that time, but how you react to that defines what kind of person you are. So if someone's getting completely angry at the smallest things and losing control and abusing a person, then that defines who they are. That defines them as a very violent and uncontrollable person, if that makes sense. So that's a really big fact that stuck with, that pretty much became stuck with me since that day. You can't just, you know, um, blame yourself. If somebody is being destructive, even over the smallest, or even if the things don't, you know, aren't that, you know, I guess, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, people can be really destructive and people can be really angry, but that doesn't give them just because something happened right before it, that doesn't give them the authority to do that. There's a difference, there's a difference between resolving a situation rationally and normally in comparison to people just losing control and, you know, breaking chaos and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, um, it's, it, yeah, there's a huge difference and people need to realize that. And a lot of people don't. So if you're a victim and you're going through some level of abuse, whether it's emotional, verbal, or physical, and you're like wondering why is this happening? Like deep inside, you're wondering why this is happening. You may be blaming yourself, but mm -hmm. the thing is, that's probably, at least from what I understand, that's probably a huge sign that something is definitely wrong with that partner and they need to change their ways. And it's got nothing to do with you really. It's them reacting to situations in the wrong way. Because that's another thing I learned, especially through, you know, mental health. Um, there's a difference between looking at something and saying, okay, life is not perfect, but, you know, I'm going to try and I'm going to do this. Then, you know, just being irrational, completely irrational to almost anything. And irrational could mean, you know, you're anxious to certain situations or you're thinking the absolute worst, worst things. Or, you know, you're reacting in a very, very angry, angry way to even the smallest of scenarios or problems. So irrational isn't just like one, you know, particular way of reacting. It's like almost anything. So, you know, yeah, people need to understand what, I guess, what is normal and what is completely irrational. Yeah. Well, one thing um, I, I did want to mention um, is... Everything that you, you've been describing from the very first, and I, I can never remember exactly the first question I asked you um, on, on, on this podcast, uh, but, but I do recall everything that you've stated thus far is speaking to staying productive and, and taking steps to, to be happy and to move, move past when people have been disrespectful and, and disruptive and you know moving past that and and, do, and doing everything in your, in your power to you know to be productive and, and stay productive and and you know and and be happy and and whatnot so i, I did want to just acknowledge that because that's a very very key part of this because if if, if you know happiness is ultimately what all of 
what we're talking about is ultimately about, you know, the, the end, the end result. Um, so yeah, most definitely. And like, that's, that's another thing. If you take practical and productive steps to a better life, mm -hmm. then that's the way to go. Um, and like I said, speaking of COVID last year, um, it was really funny because I, like I said, going through what I went through and living with this completely irrational person, it was almost as if I could identify similar qualities in the media. I was like, this isn't right. This is completely irrational. I can't listen to this. You know, yeah. I, I just can't. If I need to see information, there, there, like, there's a government side. There are better ways to get that information. Um, so there was, and I could sense that same sort of pattern, even in people, obviously in different circumstances, like acting completely irrational to the fact there was this virus around. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I could identify that it was, it was clearly there. So that's where I was like, nope, I need to move forward. I need to take practical steps so it's, it's really funny how you know when you have been through something you you usually can identify when you go through another situation um similarities and yeah as, as you can tell if you look at you know i'm sure because i was having conversations with people with friends all over the world like some of them in the united states as well there, there's definitely been a lot of irrational activities so people just mm -hmm. not you know, effectively losing their mind to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it has been a crazy year last year. Yeah. Now, I mean, and you had, you had touched on a, a very um, key point um, as well, namely media and specifically with regard to film. Um, do, do you think that as far as media and, and representation and, and giving voice to, um, to, to stuff that hasn't been, um, depicted um, in as fair a manner as, as it could be. Do you feel that a lot of the representation of violence against women, whether it's rape, such as in, in the film Promising Young Women, or whether it's domestic violence, whatever, whatever the whatever it is, do you feel that that the stories being told? Are, are moving in the right direction? I think they are personally, okay. because I never, I mean, there's a difference between discrimination against women, for example, <laughs> then telling a story which talks about, you know, people getting raped and somebody, you know, getting revenge for them. There's a huge difference. So for the most part, from what I've seen anyway, there has been a lot of films moving into the right direction. Um, obviously if you watch a film from 20 years ago in comparison to now, there's, there's definitely, you know, a shift in culture and I guess perception of things. Mm -hmm. But like I said, there's more awareness about domestic violence and a number of other issues. So in a way, the idea about processing it and talking about it has become more acceptable mm -hmm. and people are less judgmental towards victims opening up about it because if you can't talk about it then no one else can learn about it mm -hmm. and therefore maybe less people can get help mm -hmm. so um 
yeah, I personally believe they are heading into the right direction. Yeah, and I and I tend to think so too, as well, because for one thing, um, that this film was written and directed by women, <laughs> and many of the behind the you know behind the cameras was also uh, female scripted and 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 produced, and. It's my intention that, again, because I, I know that there's other podcasts, other reviews and whatnot that, that are more movie specific as far as this goes. And if 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 this corner of, of the podcast world can be talking about a, another aspect of the film, about you know violence against women, against discrimination, against everything you're, you're talking about, that's that's a, a, you know a part of the the podcast world that I think deserves to be um, mentioned um, as well. So that when, if there is anyone who's watching the film, who is either mature enough or, or not mature enough, that it's my intention that this podcast can, can give them some, some perspective and insight to, to, to the film. Yes, most definitely. I mean, I haven't seen it myself. I think mm -hmm. I've seen the trailers. Mm -hmm. So it looks very interesting. Um, it looks like something that is, you know, very empowering because she mm -hmm. is getting revenge for her friends. So it's mm -hmm. almost like a, it's almost like a selfless and selfish, um, you know, motive, like motive in a way, which is a good sign because I realized even you know, for myself and for many other women I knew or knew of, it's like we almost feel guilt mm -hmm. more than men. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like if we do something wrong, we will feel bad about it and we will, I guess, almost automatically be um, selfless mm -hmm. and try and care for the person that we may have, you know, hurt or be more like... Um, almost regretful like oh maybe I shouldn't have said that or done that mm -hmm. so you know there's that little care factor that many women have and therefore um sometimes we can be less selfish as a result but here you see these women like career women move forward into these powerful roles and do what they want like but for themselves first and then perhaps for their family or other people. Mm -hmm. And the storyline almost seems that way. Like she's doing this for herself and the women that got mistreated. So there's this very powerful reason behind that. And I haven't seen the movie, but I, I'd like to so far based on this because- um, Yeah, and, and yeah, because the thing that interested me when I first heard about it, is that there there were a couple films a while back uh ms 45 is one of them um i spit on your grave is another one where they were along the same lines but they, they were more or less i don't say exploitative in a way but they were much more exploitative and um sleazy for lack of, for lack of a better word than than promising a young woman was um i think the fact that those two two, two other movies i think they were both directed by by men which <laughs> would account for the mm -hmm. uh exploitative nature of both but um that's always been the back of my mind like okay, what if this revenge type story 
was told, you know, from from you know, from from a completely different perspective, and so that's what kind of piqued my interest. And if there's something that can um, facilitate interest back into the area of mental health, then it's something that I would want to be talking about on the podcast to to um, bring attention to that. Mm, definitely. Mm, no, definitely. Yeah. And I, I do completely understand, like from a male's perspective, perhaps it's different from a female's perspective. And again, it's in, in, it's in no offense at all. So it's funny you said that, like when you mentioned those films that, that were directed by men, I'm not sure about which <laughs> year these films were, <laughs> but yeah. if they were like a while back, then it definitely explains why. Um, but the funny thing is like, and I was thinking about this um, and it's funny because I, I turned 27 this year. I left domestic violence when I was 21. And that's, you know, like I said, a few months later, I started to do modeling. Um, so it's been, it's been quite a while since that event, but I won't lie. It's not that I have been through domestic violence again since then, but I have come across like, young guys with you know similar I don't want to say like domestic violence traits but similar mm. behaviors yeah. and I've heard different stories about men in general behave a certain way and it's almost like I'm not saying we need to teach people what to do but I think there still needs to be more tweaking like there still needs to be more awareness put out there towards men and women, because sometimes like, I think the problem is sometimes there are women who, like, I think there's sometimes people who don't respect themselves. Sorry, I shouldn't say, say the other way. So sometimes people don't respect themselves and therefore almost a lot, they pretty much allow themselves to be in bad situations. It's like when, you know, a guy or girl, they just go out every night to the clubs and they just do whatever, whatever that means. It could be too much alcohol, too much drugs, too much, you know, for lack of a better word, too much sex with people. So that's kind of like not respecting yourself, really. Not, Not really anyway, whether you enjoy that or not. So there's sometimes there sometimes are people who don't let themselves be fully respected. They don't have a good lifestyle, and therefore, when you have that and you don't have awareness, I, I think of it as some sort of like quotation marks virus that travels through the air. And therefore, when when you have people who don't you know don't have self awareness and don't have overall awareness in society. They don't think, oh, perhaps the way I'm treating this person is it wrong or is it right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and if it's more awareness, it, it's it's a positive thing. Exactly, and it's also about the happiness thing that I that I mentioned a little while ago. Th- those who are, and again, this pertains to anyone, uh, men, men or women, who is actively working towards being happier and, and, and getting towards, you know, happiness is by virtue of that going to be doing different things, you know, doing things differently 
to Ew. get to that happiness and maintain that happiness versus someone who doesn't have that same interest level in, in, in getting better and, and, and staying better and, and, and being happy. And, mm, most definitely, I agree, yeah. Um, and it's, and, you know, and, and inclusive of the, um, uh, but th does that make sense? I mean, because it's because um, that's what I what I'm struck by when I, when I'm hearing you speak is that this is something that whatever situation you might be going through, wherever you are listening to this, there is still that. Um, I mean, what you're talking about. I mean, things things can get better. I mean, that's the long and short of it. Mm, most definitely like you should never just think negatively out of any situation mm. so that's where even with COVID as much as really as much as it was really hard at the beginning I started taking more optimistic and practical steps in order to move forward otherwise I was going to be stuck and funny when I say this I was going to be stuck in the same mindset of what many people were going through. I say mindset because really half the time it was, I reckon it was more mental than actually physical um, because there was just, there was just too much white noise. And when I say that, I mean, there was too much negativity in the air because I mean, here's the thing. There's only so many times that you could hear the same message again, that there have been more cases and that there's more people in hospital. If you repeat those same words every single day in your head, what like that exercise would just pretty much put you in this very conservative, unsure place. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's not practical. It wouldn't help you move forward. So there was a lot of things that I had to do to even put myself in a better mindset to make these strong decisions. Um, and like funny enough, and I keep, you know, I keep bringing this up because it is pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, like I said, I was researching and kind of asking what other people were doing because there, there were other people traveling for, for work. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, um, yeah, there, 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 were, there were very simple ways to travel interstate. Um, the train was like one of the safest ways to get to places. Um, and of course, you know, they weren't saying that in, in mainstream media or, or and there, there wasn't anyone talking about that, you know, if anything. So yeah, it's funny, the, the things that you discover um, when you really ignore all the chaos that is going on and even going back and relating to my domestic violence, rather than listening to the, the violence and paying attention to the yelling and anger that my partner had, you know, I would step back and think, well, there's, you know, outside of all that chaos, there's this, you know, injustice happening. I'm being mistreated. So like, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting um, how, you know, coming out of that situation and yeah as I said it made me a more mature person and I learned a lot from that and yeah it's it's one of those experiences that I I like to say that I can I survived from and I also 
learned from and that is learned what is wrong so that if it does happen to me again that I can identify it very quickly. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, as we as we wind down, I did want to uh, mention um, some resources. I know that there's been some um, undoubtedly some triggering and upsetting um, things discussed about it and mental health you know, by definition uh, is gonna be messy. Um, so I, I do wanna mention a, a couple of resources uh, for those of you out there. I know that there is Mental Health America, mhanational.org. There's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, nami.org. There's also madinamerica.com, a lot, lot of research um, articles um, now, um, Jasmine, how would people get in contact with you if they wanted to uh, le learn more of, of, of your work? Yeah, so I'm on several social media sites. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Jasmine Shojai Model. Um, my last name is spelled S-H-O-J-A-I. For Twitter, it's Jasmine underscore Shojai. Um, and for my reality web series and a lot of behind the scenes content, um, there's my Daily Motion channel, which if you head over to the Daily Motion, which is just www.dailymotion.com, um, you can search my channel by typing Jasmine Shojai TV. I will quickly mention this as well. There's a lot of different things that I'm working on. So if you're somebody who's very active on social media, you can, you know, have a look at all of my sites and see all the different um, projects in my stories and um, in my feed. In the meantime, I'm hoping to build um, some sort of video channel. It might be on Vimeo, I'm not sure yet, um, with my acting work. So people will get to see a lot of my um, self tapes, a lot of takes from films, um, a lot of um, just creative, um, yeah, creative clips um, of me acting out different parts. So, um, all different parts of scripts, I should say. So yeah, that's that's actually um, a very exciting thing that I'm working on as we speak. So yeah, I look forward to seeing many of you there. And, and that's something definitely um, something to, to look forward to in uh, 2021 for everyone um, listening um, to, to um, definitely. So, um, Jasmine, thank you so much for, for being here today. I, I appreciate it. Lots thank you very much. I'm honored. And thank you, those of you at home or at work or on your way home from work or wherever you, wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone. Um, talk to you next time. Um, bye.